At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's will friddell and sabrina bryan and we're the hosts of the new podcast magical rewind you may know us from some of your favorite childhood tv movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. into hour two here on the Lombardi line presented by bet MGM story Bon and Tony here from our VEASAN studio at the South point, Michael Lombardi out on the East coast. And uh, the last time that we talked Michael, it was just a rumor mm-hmm. at this point that te- Texas and Oklahoma were planning on good seeing rumor, what though. they could do. Yes. It was a good rumor. Apparently they were planning on uh, going into the sec in the future and the sec commissioner, Greg Sankey confirmed those rumors. Now that you've had some time to digest this though, what's your take on the whole situation? So, like, for me, my first take is still my take. Like, how does the SEC, I mean, it's going to be a tremendous conference, obviously, and it's going to have a lot of different variations of offensive and defensive football. But but I don't know how it, the pathway to get to the finals currently. Now, I, what, are we changing to, what, six, eight teams eventually at some point? I'm not sure when. Maybe that when this will coincide. But 12. for me – yeah, 12. Like, are we just going to have the – is the Southeast Conference Championship game just going to be the Final Four? I mean, is this what we're doing? Yeah. You know, is this what we're doing? And I think if you're Oklahoma, if you're Oklahoma and Texas, you've changed how how you're able to 
how you have to recruit, right? You've got to figure out a different way of recruiting because you get in these championship games against these teams. Texas hasn't been that case, but you get out physical. I think this is going to make Oklahoma a much more physical football team offensively, and certainly they can't be as bad as they've been defensively, or else they will, they'll finish in the middle of the pack in the Southeast Conference. So I, I think it's probably good for their recruiting program. It's good for their base. And their request is to join the SEC in 2025, so it's not something that would happen immediately or next year, so it seems. Um, but it's interesting to me, not only just within the conference what it would mean for the SEC or for the Big 12, but for the ripple effect that that'll have on other leagues throughout college sports. And the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyovkov, had his you know public debut at Pac-12 Media Days this week, and he had a few interesting comments saying that there's been significant inbound interest in many schools following the decision by Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC, but however, that he doesn't see expansion as necessary to ensure the Pac-12 is a factor nationally, thinks they have a good 12. So somebody's really toeing the line here. Yeah, well, I, I think we're going to see a tremendous amount of realignment, and everybody's going to position themselves as not realigning when they're looking for the best dance partners. Right. I think that's what it is. Oh, we're not interested, but really we are interested. And I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see the, the, the Big 12 has to do something. They just lost a huge, mm -hmm. you know, that Longhorn Nation, that Longhorn Network carries a lot of clout to it. You lose that. You lose Texas. You lose Oklahoma. You know, you lose your two marquee teams. You know, you've already lost Nebraska to the Big Ten. I mean, when I grew up, the Big 12 was Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas. Three, and that was the dominant conference. Now it's not. So I think they've got to do something. Did they put Houston in it? They were once in the Southwest Conference. Do they put Cincinnati in or does Cincinnati go the Big Ten or the Big 12, whatever we want to call them? I mean, to me, I think they've got to do, do something there. I mean, Oklahoma State is going to benefit because I think this too. The kids that like to stay around and see their teams, you know, and when you're traveling all the way to Florida for a game or, you know, to Georgia and Athens, it becomes a little bit of a more of a difficult travel schedule. It also is going to impact recruiting because now, you know, Oklahoma can say to any kid in Arkansas, you can play in the Southeast Conference. You don't have to go to Arkansas. That's a powerful tool. I'm just not sure in general how I feel about the idea of a super conference and you know we're talking about how other conferences are going to have to adjust and figure out to fill fill out their leagues essentially but when you have a conference that's going to take over and like you said in terms of the college football playoff potentially get those final four spots like that leaves no hope for the little guy that leaves no hope for a Cincinnati or for a, a Boise State or whatever if they're in that position and that's to me as somebody who just enjoys college football for what it is and likes to bet on it and likes to bet different leagues you find your kind of niche league that you can bet on as we've talked about a number of times on this program it's a little frustrating yeah I think Jimbo Fisher said it at the press conference you know like it's the only sport it's the only sport in college that the little guy can't compete for the title now look we know you know we know Sacred Heart's not going to win the NC2A tournament and we know Hartford is going to win the but at least they got a chance to compete right I mean Hartford got a chance to compete last year they lost to uh, I think they lost to Baylor in the first round but hit you know, but at least we they got a chance to compete. We shall see. Yeah, that's part of the fun of the NCAA tournament or the, you know, College World Series is watching the Cinderella potentially make it through. We are back here on the Lombardi line. Thank you for those of you who are just now joining us here on Hour 2 from our VEASAN studio at the South Point. I'm Stormy Bonantoni along with Michael Lombardi. Uh, as we wrap up college football, I just saw some breaking news that our producer Stephanie Kamershack dropped on us, and it is done, Michael Lombardi. The Jets and first-round pick 
Zach Wilson have finally agreed to terms. Sources said that he gets his signing bonus within 15 days and uh, the Jets get their offset. Well, you know, we knew it was going to break. I mean, they had to test the market. I mean, that's what they had to do. They had to see if somebody was going to break. The Jets were never – this is what the Jets have done. Mm-hmm. So now they get Zach Wilson in camp and life goes on. I think that's that concludes all the first-rounders are signed. Yep. Look, the one thing I think we lose sight of is in this labor agreement is the owners, with help from the players' union, decided – They want nothing to do with holdouts, college holdouts, pro holdouts. And they put rules in place to assure that. We no longer see holdouts in the college draft, you know, which used to be the norm this time of the year. And we don't really rarely see holdouts in professional because guys either become free agents and make their money or they wait their turn to make their money. Having the connections that you do with the league and in the Jets as a a whole, you said from the top that we've seen this time and time again from this organization. Like, why is it always them? Why are they the team that continues to have these issues? Because they have the different language in their contract. And they they like their language, and they're not going to change their language. Whether it's Woody Johnson, whether it's the legal team at the New York Jets, whatever it is, it's not Joe Douglas or the head coach. This is kind of separate from the coaching and football operator. This is the language that they feel most secure with, and that's what they want. And if you get drafted by the Jets, typically that's what you have to that's what you have to resign yourself to signing to, you know. And and I'm sure that that's where they are. Well, again, the deal is done. The Jets have agreed to terms with Zach Wilson, uh, another quarterback that there were a lot of questions about coming into this year, and the questions, honestly, continue to be there is Deshaun Watson. He uh, wasn't out on the – he didn't do his press availability yesterday, but he was out on the field. He's QB4 right now and playing safety on defense, didn't participate with the full offense. Just what's your gauge on that whole Deshaun Watson situation right now? Well, I I think it's really – I don't think this is about them not wanting him on the team. I think this is about them being concerned that if they give him reps, he's going to get suspended. (laughs) I don't think this is about, no, you're here, we're going to trade you. I think this is the – they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The leagues, you're not doing What are you going to do? We give all these reps. See, what fans have to understand is training camp is a mathematical problem. There's only so many reps every single day. And those reps have to go to players that are either going to play or demonstrate they can play. So every rep that Andy Dalton gets in Chicago, he takes a rep from Justin Fields, mm-hmm. right? So it slows Justin Fields' ability to develop into the starter, okay? That's the choice the Bears made. But if the Texans give all these reps to Deshaun Watson, and then you know week one, they say, wait a minute, you're out, you're suspended for the year, what do they do? What do they do? And this is why it was so damn important for Deshaun Watson to go to camp, mm-hmm. to go to camp, to start the clock, to see what the league's going to do. I mean, Troy Busby, the attorney for all these women that are involved in the civil suits, is screaming loud and clear. It's like, what more evidence does the National Football League need before they render a decision? I don't know that. I'm not privy to that evidence. But obviously, he's seen it, and he claims the NFL has seen it. So when are they going to make a decision? And, you know, we have to find that out. And every rep they give to Sean Watson before they know whether he's going to play or not, you're wasting the reps. This isn't like we're being in spiteful to Deshaun Watson. This is because we have to protect ourselves. We have to get guys ready. Davis Mills, we've got to get Tyrod Taylor. Because literally 22 civil cases, mm-hmm. 10, eight are going to, eight are going to, eight the Houston Police Department has, has under their investigation 
of which two are not in the civil suit. So there's potential for 24 civil suits. 24. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, how do you put? How do you give them reps? No, I'm I'm with you. And what's unfortunate is that if he for if he is able to get out of whatever the situation is and does get on the field, then he's not prepared because he wasn't in any of the other offseason activities. And to prepare for this moment, he hasn't had the reps either. But as you said, you can't really give it to him right now if you don't know what's going to happen and you have to prepare another quarterback. And it's frustrating because with this situation, it really doesn't seem like there's a resolution in sight. Like this could carry over into the regular season. I know they say that it doesn't, but that's how it looks from everywhere I'm seeing it. I, I know. And so if you're Houston, you're like, what do we do? Do we go ahead and give them the money? Do we go ahead and let them play and then have it pulled back? Or do we use training camp to allow him to kind of just stand around and wait the fate to be determined? Obviously, Houston has a lot of information, way more than the worldwide leader has, way more than any other team has, way more than I have, way more than anyone has. They know what's going on, right? They know. They're privy to all the information. They've done their due diligence, I would suspect. Mm -hmm. And they kind of have to feel like there's probably going to be some type of discipline come down from this, whatever that may be. And I don't know, you know, but there has been an investigation done by the league office. And as Busby said, I mean, they're waiting for the verdict. And I think this is all what it is. And they can't fault the kid. The kid showed up because he started this process. So, now, it would make sense if the league office said to the Texans, hey, look, and I'm sure the Texans asked this, hey, look, why can't you put them on the commissioner's exempt list until you make a decision? I'm sure the Texans have asked for that. And the league's saying, well, we don't want to do that because that would give the Texans a competitive advantage to have another player in camp. But that would be the prudent thing to do because we know as as just just watching this observing this from afar we know there has to be something that's going to come down now Watson's entitled to due process. He is innocent until proven guilty, but he's in civil cases for 22, potentially to 24. He has got the Houston police office investigating eight of them. So as we go through due process, wouldn't it be better if we put him on the commissioner's exempt list so that everybody has an opportunity? And then to give us one extra player is really giving Houston a competitive advantage? I don't think so. Yeah. But instead of doing that, Houston has to take this approach. So because they have to do that, I guess now from a betting perspective, how does that affect your outlook on the Texans at this point? Is it all question marks? You look at that win total for this year, the the over-under is four, their division odds 25 to one. But is this just a team that you have to stay away from in the meantime because of all the question marks? Well, I mean, look, I, I don't I don't think they're that bad of a team. I really don't. I mean, if they had Deshaun Watson, you know, they would they would go over that number saying Watson's not going to play. And I think based on Houston's actions. See, some people might look at Houston, the way, what they're doing to Watson is being spiteful to him because of what he said. No, I don't think that's the case at all. Houston wants Watson on their team. They've made that very clear. If they didn't want him on their team, they would give him away. They're asking for a king's ransom because they want him on their team. So because they want him on their team, they also don't want to jeopardize their team. And I think their team has a chance to win more than four. I don't think they're very good on defense. I think their defensive front's got a long way to go. But their offensive line should be much improved. Tyrod Taylor could come in and not lose the game. They've got good running backs. They've got good receivers. Even though they traded Randall Cobb, they still have good receivers. I mean, this is a team that if they play football the right way, it has a chance to win five games, six games. 
I mean, look, the Bengals are, are six over. You trust Zach Taylor to win six games? That would be more games than he's won in his entire career. That's what I love about you, Michael. The comparisons to other teams really help give you, give you a fun idea of what's going on. With with all 32 teams, though, in camp now, getting things started, we're finally getting to hear more from coaches and from players. And Washington head coach Ron Rivera said Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke will be competing for the starting quarterback job. You buying it? Uh, yeah, I am. I mean, because Heineke did a job in that playoff game. I mean, look, they, they played as well as they could play against Tampa and had a chance to win it. And Heineke really was just coming off the old Dominion campus. I think he was, what, you know, going back to school, studying, you know, and he came out and spit on his hands and rubbed them together, and he went out and played a game, and he played better than any, any Washington quarterback did the whole season. So you got to give him credit for that. And he deserves, he deserves the opportunity. They paid him as soon as the season was over because he deserved that opportunity. Heineke, kind of a, a journeyman type of a player, but I know that he and Ron Rivera have a good relationship from their time together in Carolina. So it'll just be interesting to see how that one pans out. Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's just such an up and down roller coaster. Is it the Fitz magic or is it the interceptions every time that he touches the ball? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the th that's going to be the key. I'm a little bit. I'm on the other side of Washington. I, I'm going to go the under on. Everybody's playing them to go over. Like it's going to be some. They're one of the least vaccinated teams going into the season. Last year in week 17 of the season, they struggled, and it really took it really took Philadelphia to do a Roberto Duran and go no moss on them and quit and let them win that game, or else the New York Football Giants are going to the playoffs. You know, and now they played well against the t the, the, the Bucks. We know that. But I, there's a lot that I have to be proven correct on. Last year, they were the 29th team in the National Football League in first half point differential with a great defense. Now, part of that was Haskins turning the ball over and not understanding what the hell he was doing. That's their fault for playing them, right? That's their fault for playing them. But I, I don't know how improved they'll be offensively. I think it's a big, big year, big year for Scott Turner, their offensive coordinator. I think he's got to prove that he can handle this gig. Son of North Turner. You know, it's going to be a huge year, and Fitz has got to protect the football. I'm always worried about Fitz and protecting the football. Those two lines usually don't go together in one sentence. Yeah, you and every better both. Uh, we'll stick on the trend, though, of quarterbacks here because Eagles head coach Nick um, Sirianni was asked about his plans at quarterback with Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco, and he had rave reviews about Jalen Hurts, said that Jalen's playing with the ones. He's earned it. He's worked his tail off, talked about the confidence that they have in him, the jump that quarterbacks can make from year one to that sophomore season, essentially, and really want him to grab the reins and, and be a leader. Is this a done deal to you? Is there any way at this point that Jalen doesn't start, given the way that he's talking about him? No, I think Jalen's the starter. I mean, look, he finished the season as the starter. That carries over. I mean, Flacco, look, you have to change the whole offense. Flacco is not going to run the RPO game. You know, Flacco's best under center in a play-action pass game. The best year Flacco had in his career, the year they won the Super Bowl, was when he was running that play-action pass game, separating the defense and being under center. That's not Flacco's game is being an RPO guy. He'll get hurt. I mean, his back injuries will creep back up again. So this is Jalen Hurts' job all the way. It's going to keep his job. I don't see that changing. I think the only thing that could change that is if Watson has made a decision on what his status is and the Eagles go all in on Watson. Yeah, and that's something I know that Sirianni pushed back on the idea of trading for Watson potentially. Um, yeah, what do you think about Zach? Ertz? Well, what did they expect him to say? What, what did they expect him to say? I mean, look, Zach Ertz is—they've been trying to trade Zach Ertz. They've been trying to trade Zach Ertz. They haven't gotten the number they want. 
I mean, Zach Ertz is available if you give them what they want. I think they want a second or a third round pick. Nobody wants to pay that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to keep Zach Ertz. And so, you know, it's like, okay, that you could add you could add Zach Ertz to the trading deadline last year if you pay their price. You know, when you don't pay their price doesn't mean that he's still not available. They're just holding out. They're like saying to themselves, look, we'd rather have Zach than the fourth. That's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, just speaking of teams in terms of vaccination status, they had some news come out yesterday from Howie Roseman, who confirmed that 90% of their players have at least started the vaccination process and their entire staff is vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you're going to see that because as I said on my podcast yesterday, the GM Shuffle, if you want to work in the NFL from this day moving forward, you're going to have to embrace the vaccination. You're just going to have to tell that to Cole Beasley because it's going to. Be, <laughs> I understand that, but I'm still waiting for Cole Beasley to give a good reason. I agree. You know, I had a coach. I had a coach tell me he didn't want to get vaccinated because he thought there was spyware in the vaccine. Hey, I, I said no. you're an idiot. There's spyware in your phone. <laughs> Forget about spy. You know, like that, your phone knows what you're doing. The vaccine doesn't have it. I mean, come on. Like seriously, that's your excuse. I mean, Cole Beasley says he would just he needs more information. Well, give him more information. Call up, call up whoever you want to call up, you know? I mean, call any scientist and ask them what they think of the vaccine. I love, you know, I, I love I think all to me the compar- you, conspiracy you, theories and people, like, putting the metal spoon up to them. Because that's not condensation, yeah, right? I, it's definitely that there's a magnet in you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. But I think, going back to your question, I mean, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of the NFL players are, are getting vaccinated because they, it is their job. Their job is at stake. And if it comes down to that, let's just say, let's start at around 29 or 30, player 29 or 30 on the roster. And he's competing with another guy who's vaccinated. He's going to lose. The back end of the roster, I can promise you, will be vaccinated. The back end of of everybody's roster will have full vaccination because they might have to come into a game. (laughs) They might have to come into a game. And it's all about opportunity in this league, no question. And somebody, unfortunately, who is dealing with COVID-19 again um, is Lamar Jackson. And we know he missed time when the Ravens had their slew of COVID positives last season. And um, But I'm curious, with him not able to be starting at camp with everybody, what kind of an impact does this have? Just because with, with a guy like Frank Reich, for example, the Colts head coach, he's a coach. He can get in on Zoom meetings and he can have his discussions. But when you're a quarterback, you need reps. I know he's not a rookie anymore so he knows what he's doing but I feel like that's still impactful in a way that he's not out there right away yeah I mean it is you want him to be out there but obviously he's got to be able to be healthy to be there so it doesn't if he's not you know you just got to move on and hopefully the other guys can fill in look no one's going to replace Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. but what has to happen for the Baltimore Raven offense is he's got to be out there working within rhythm with the outside receivers you know getting accustomed to Sammy Watkins which he did all through OTA days getting accustomed with Bateman the kid they drafted in the first round I mean look the first couple days it's like running back stormy running backs who missed training camp that to me is that is the greatest news I could ever hear because I don't want running backs I don't want them running I want them healthy for the yeah, opening stay game healthy. <laughs> well, stay healthy like I don't want Zeke running in week one against you know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Hall of Fame game I don't need to see that 
Yep, I'm with you. And that's why it makes sense when you see a guy like Sean McVay say that Daryl Henderson isn't going to be out there for preseason games because they want to keep him healthy, no. especially given what's going on in their running back room. We will come back because you mentioned the Hall of Fame game. Get into some of those week one lines in the NFL from BetMGM. See which uh, which games bettors should consider here coming up. Stay with us on the Lombardi line. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, that's, that's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is... 
This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. And Michael, just like BetMGM is the king of sports books, the NFL is the yeah. king of all sports when it comes to fans and betters alike, which is why we're so excited. Even about preseason games coming out and the week one lines have been released. Yeah. Can we talk before we get into specific games, just what's important about betting on free on preseason to take into account? Because it's not like your starters are playing all games. It's new players right. getting opportunities and you never really know the outcome isn't important in the ter- in general but for a better obviously it is so what do you take into account I think it's all about the coaches I, I think you got to take a real hard look at who the head coach is before you bet right so you know John Harbaugh likes to win preseason games you know you know he's going to play to win them and not that he plays his starters more but it's important for him to win so you, you, you know that, you know, Bill Parcells like to play his guys and play. So you go through, go through all the preseason records over the last five or six years of the coaches that have been around. Now, there's always seven new coaches every single year, right? So you have no idea. But and then start with that. Then second, when you start to build your board, is then you go with the teams that don't have very much staff, like Cincinnati. Okay, you know, I don't know who Cincinnati opens up. Let me look here on my board here, Stormy. Cincinnati opens up in the first preseason weekend, you know, and they'll play, they'll play the uh, Tampa Bay. They'll play the Bucks. Yep. The Bucks are favored by six, okay? Well, you know, let's really, this is going to be a backup quarterback game, Blaine Gabbard versus, you know, and then Ka- and then they're going to bring in, you know the, the the kid from Florida, the the first the third round pick from Florida, Kyle uh, Trask, or bring him in, you know. And so I, I think I'd lay the six and go with Tampa because once once Cincinnati goes through their backups, they're horrible. And that's how you have to look at it. So depth of teams and head coaches. Okay, that's good. Two keys to get us started here. The first game crazy to think about is just a week from today, August 5th, that Hall of Fame game we mentioned before the break. Cowboys at the Steelers. Steelers favored by one in that game. Any just initial thoughts given, okay, their coaching situation and depth? Well, I, I think, look, the Cowboys, we know that Dak's not going to play. Big Ben's not going to play. So this is a backup quarterback game, right? And the depth of the backup quarterback favors Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, because I think Pittsburgh's going to want to see Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs play a little bit. I think they're going to want to see their backup guys play, see what they have. And, and their offensive line, you know, which is a bunch of young players, I think they have to play. You know, we won't see a lot of Mason Rudolph, but we'll see Haskins and we'll see Dobbs. And those two guys should be able to carry the mail for the Steelers in a preseason game. I mean, they should be able to do that. And I, and I think I would favor that. I think the Cowboys coming from California, trying to play a bunch of rookies, you know, I, I don't see that being the case. The depth on, on Dallas isn't great. So I would lean towards picking Pittsburgh in this game. Hall of Fame games are always funny. But again, I'm going to follow the pattern of coaching and depth. Yeah, and, and betting options just for, for people listening are similar to the regular season. You get bet the spread. You can bet the total. Um, you know, you, the sports books reduce limits a little bit on preseason games. Curious how important you think line moves are in the preseason. 
<laughs> I don't think they're important at all. at all. Uh, you're not getting me to talk about line movement. I don't know. No, okay, I'm not. we got to get Josh on here. Right? I, I mean, you got you got my man coming up. He'll talk all about the steam you want. I'm done. I I I've exhausted myself on line movement. You know, like I can't predict what that old lady in Des Moines doing for the sharps. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, like I'm done with them. I'm done with all oh, this line here. All that line movement in the NBA tournament, NBA playoffs, really re resulted in nothing. It resulted in losers. You know. Yeah. So, no, you're not getting to me. Look, I think it's – it's. I don't know how anybody could say, and I've been in the National Football League 35 years, I don't know if there's a sharp when it comes to playing preseason games. I just don't think there is one. You know, I think if you can follow the formula, you like Harbaugh, you, you know, you like certain teams, guys that are going to compete, good special teams, you know, that's why Harbaugh's so good. You know, I'm sure Joe Judge is going to want to try to win every preseason game he can. So you just look at it that, you know, that that's where you want to go. But I can't imagine. I don't even want to hear the word. The sharps are on. The Texans here. There can't be any sharps when it comes to preseason. There you, can't be. You know I'm going to ask Josh when he comes on here in just a little bit. But no, uh, just from my own personal pain. I, I can tell you right now where Josh, let me tell you, you don't have to ask him. I'll tell you. There's not enough money. There's only the, the one, there's one game that has 170 tickets come on it. There's not enough money. He can't follow the money. Yeah, okay. He's Watergate. If he can't I'll follow the money, he can't do it. I'll tell him. But uh, no, I just have have this horrible memory of when Mike Singletary was coaching the 49ers, and I'm a big 49ers fan. 4-0 in the preseason, feeling so good. 0-4 uh, to start the season. Not great. So, uh, yeah, pain for Stormy. We'll be back with Josh Applebaum, though, and that's the first question I'm going to ask him, Michael. First question. Good. Go ahead. Do your thing, Stormy. It's your world. Football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, you can get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, so much more. Each guide's only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. So now is the time to get in there, reserve your copy, or you can sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi here with you. And now our favorite time of the show. We bring in Josh Applebaum. Give him a follow at Josh underscore insights. Welcome in. And my first question that I have to ask you, because Michael is mad at me that we're talking about preseason line. I'm not mad. We're talking about preseason <laughs> lines. And I said, how important are line moves in the preseason? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take the bait and answer the question. So Josh, you, you give your perspective on this. Is there money to follow in the preseason? Well, Stormy, Michael, great to be with you. Stormy, I hope you didn't say the S word, Steam, because that will really get Michael going. But I think there's there's a point here. So to Michael's credit, you know, the preseason is very, it's difficult, you know, because I think really the preseason, there's two ways to look at it. Either you don't bet it at all just because, 
you know, there really isn't, you're not uh, trying to win the games. You're trying to get a lot of these players just some action. You're not trying to get injured. So there are a lot of betters who just don't touch it at all. I think if you're going to bet preseason, what I would do, line moves can be meaningful, especially late moves, because a lot of times you'll find out, like right before a game starts, that this team is resting all their, you know, five best uh, position players. So those kind of moves, if you can jump on them, I would consider them. You know, we do see totals. Uh, unders tend to perform well. You have uh, kind of these lower scoring games in general. So I would go one of two ways. I wouldn't pick and choose. I would either be all in, stay glued to Twitter, look at these moves, try to get down quick, or I would just bypass it entirely. I think if you talk to different betters, you might get different answers there, Michael. Michael, check it out. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I think like Sean McBay, you know, you, you don't have to wait for the day before the game to know he ain't playing anybody, right? Like, I mean, there's pretty much the coaches have determined who's playing and who's not. You know, uh, like New England, will Belichick play? Yeah, he'll probably play his starters a little bit. But when they have... The other thing I think we have to add a layer to this, when they have games that they're going to practice against teams, the Giants, the Eagles, the Patriots practice against both those teams, they're probably not going to play the starters in those games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's going to be an opportunity to really – and then also knowing that all the coaches want to do is get out of the game. So there's no ties. They'll go for two to lose the game, right, Josh? I mean, you know, how many times have we seen that? Like, I'm going to go for – not kick the extra point and go to overtime. I want to lose the game or win the game. One night, one play. So I think you got to weigh that into it, too. And I was not mad for me for the record. I was not. Right. I was with, I'm with you all the way. I don't know. I just felt I felt the evil stare. But uh, <laughs> when it comes to the NFL preseason, really exciting that it does finally get underway a week from today with the Hall of Fame game. And Josh, we had some breaking news, though, on the show earlier today that Zach Wilson did ultimately sign his contract. He's going to get out there with the Jets. Um, where does this lead you in terms of things that are going on in betting circles with the Jets this year? Yeah, so Stormy, and we just saw this deal come down, Michael. Uh, four years, $35 million, going to be $22.9 million guaranteed. This was the last first-round pick to sign here. But, Michael, naturally, anytime we uh, we get news on this, I go automatically to win totals because this is the time of year to really get down on these win totals if you can find value. So I'll throw this at you, Michael. You know, Jets 2-14 and 14 last year. They're battling the Jaguars to get the number one pick. Uh, their win total this year is six. So it's six, but it's juiced up under. The under is minus 120. So it's kind of telling you that odds makers, you know, we could expect an improvement here with Wilson. Remember, they had a pretty good draft, I would think, Michael. Vera Tucker bringing in Elijah Moore, uh, Robert Salah taking over, trying to build a new culture there. He's plus 2,000 to win coach of the year. Zach Wilson plus 1,000 for offensive rookie of the year. Now, the schedule is, is not that hard for the Jets. It's actually the 13th easiest based on win-loss records from last year. Their opponents went 132 and 138 with two ties. Uh, it's a 489 win percentage. But, Michael, I kind of think of the, the Jets kind of like the Jaguars. Six, six-and-a-half win total. You might get some buzz with a lot of these rookies and rookie quarterbacks, but I like to bet against rookie quarterbacks. I'd be leaning under here, Michael. What's your outlook on the Jets this year? Would you go under six? I would. I mean, and I don't care what their schedule is, what it says, because the Jets, you know, the way they're constructed currently are not a neat, not a, they're going to have a hard game against everybody. They're not going to walk into a stadium and be the better team. They're going to have to play really well every single week. And when you look at their team, you know, the right side of their offensive line is a little bit of a question mark, certainly with Roten and Morgan Moses, the kid they signed from Washington. But I, I reflect back to their defense. I mean, you, you can't name their starting corners, Austin and Gidry and Hall. I mean, like, they're going to be a cover three team. They're going to have to be a zone team all the way. And 
and it's going to be one front. They're going to have Quentin Williams going to have a great year, and they got to hope like hell that Carl Lawson can, can play down in and down out. But I don't think there's enough depth on the defensive front, nor do I think there's enough speed at linebacker. Yeah, they get C.J. Mosley back. We'll see how he plays in this scheme. Jared Davis can't run. I, to me, Salai's reputation as a defensive coordinator was enhanced by Nick Bosa, Ar, Ar, Armstead, you know, uh, DeForest Buckner, and all those guys he had out there. Not by his technical or his creativity. So I think it's going to be a really challenge, and Wilson's going to have to prove that he can stay healthy because he's going to get hit a bunch. You know, the left side of the line is good, but the right side, I'm not so sure. And do they have enough skill? You know, I think that's going to be a hard part. Zach Wilson has filled out significantly, I do know, at least in the last year and a half. So hopefully he does become a little bit more durable. The Jets open up their preseason at the Giants, and the Giants are favored minus one and a half, but I won't. We'll skip over that one and go to their week one matchup against the Panthers, Josh. Well, before we get there, Stormy, before we get there, I just was on Twitter. And I'm, you know, balancing, you know, I'm a draft Nick, just like you are. And Woj just reported that the Pistons have decided that it's going to be Cade Cunningham. Okay, so there is the update there. And that's that's good for betters because I think that that is the sense that most people got was that it was going to be Cade Cunningham going one um, and then Green and Mobley. So that is, that's what it seems as far as it is. Do you want to go in on that, Josh? Let's talk NBA. Yeah, so I got a lot of props for next segment, but real quick, you know, Cunningham, he's minus 5,000 right now. I think we expect that to happen, but as a better, that's such a high number that there's really no point in betting that. You have to risk so much to get so little in return that it's kind of an almost an unbettable number. But, Michael, you know, we were doing shows, I want to say maybe a month ago. There was a moment in time, only the, really the only uh, time to get Cade Cunningham was he opened at minus 500. That's a big number, but there was like that couple day window there where he's hanging out minus 500 now all the way to minus 5,000 if he jumped on that one uh, at that point I think that was kind of your, your kind of your only chance to bet him uh, but also there is an exact outcome odds guys we'll talk more after the break uh, but if you want to involve Cade Cunningham and you don't want to lay the minus 5,000 you can actually bet an exact four so if you have Cunningham one uh, green two Mobley three and Suggs four uh, I don't want to say the P word parlay I don't, I'm not a fan of parlays but if you add them together that's minus one six 75 that may be another way to attack Cade Cunningham tonight that could be fun mm -hmm. and those are what we've been seeing in the majority of mock drafts out there is that as the one two three four so let's continue that NBA conversation when we come back the draft once again later on tonight stick with us here on the Lombardi line At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Danielle, Will and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it. Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When yes. Those, those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. things up here on the Lombardi line as we welcome you back in uh, this show as always presented by BetMGM and remember you can bet fearlessly on your favorite sports with a risk-free wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using the bonus code VSIN600 you can get into the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code VSIN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, you can call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Stormy Bond and Tony, Michael 
Michael Lombardi, Josh Applebaum here with you as we wrap up a, a fun two hours. And tonight is the NBA draft. We uh, we had some breaking news from Michael, from Adrian Rodronowski, who said that the Pistons will be selecting Cade Cunningham at one. Of course, that is bar barring getting blown away with a trade potentially. But it seems like they're all in on Cade Cunningham, Josh. Yeah, they are. And uh, the, the happiest person right now is our buddy Patrick Maher, a long-suffering Detroit Pistons fan who uh, is going to have some hope there with Sadiq Bey and Cunningham. So congrats to Patrick. We can't wait for him to come back on Lombardi line after his vacation. Uh, but Stormy, just some updates here. Michael broke the news about Cade Cunningham. His odds are pretty much off the board everywhere now. Uh, but again, we talked about that exact outcome odds. That could be a way where if you want some action on Cunningham, you can incorporate him to be uh, the first pick overall. And then obviously uh, Jalen Green, two, Mobley, three, and then Suggs, four. If you add those together, that's a minus 175. Remember, betting on drafts, there's different uh, options, different props. You don't have to just go to the, the ones hanging, you know, uh, closest in front of your face. Shop around, look, you know, go down uh, your odds and maybe locate some of these where you can incorporate other ways to bet these players. But um, the reason why we, we mentioned those guys uh, is basically these are all moving up. You know, Jalen Green has come up uh, huge here line movement wise in terms of going second. He was minus 200 yesterday. Now he's minus 500. Mobley from USC to go to the Cavs. He was minus 175 yesterday. Now he's minus 350. Mm -hmm. Suggs, Michael, who I know you're high on, minus 160 up to minus 200 to go to the Raptors. And Scotty Barnes, this is the fifth pick. We've seen Scotty Barnes, Florida State, really make a move. He was minus 160, fifth overall to the Magic yesterday. Now he's minus 275. Uh, so, Michael, any of those jump out to you? Are those numbers just too high at this point? I mean, would you target maybe Suggs minus 200, Barnes 275? Those are a little bit lower, even though you're still kind of laying a decently high number there. Well, you know, just talking to people in the league it recently, I think three Cleveland's in play. I mean, Mobley is somebody that Cleveland would like. I'm not sure Mobley likes Cleveland as much as Cleveland likes Moby. And they're getting a ton of conversation from Oklahoma City. They're getting Orlando Magic would like to trade up to get Mobley. I think three's in play there. Four is definitely in play. You know, four is definitely in play. And I don't think four has made a decision. I think it's either Suggs or Barnes at four. I think they're working between those two. I do think Mobley goes three. I don't know if it's the team he'll go to, but I think he'll go three. And then I think it could be Barnes at four. I think it's a 50-50 proposition. And we could see by the, the, the way Barnes' movement has occurred that there's a lot of people talking about Barnes in that area. So I think it goes back and forth. But I think those are the four, to, those are the five names that we keep hearing in there. And if you look at any of the mock drafts and go through all of them, uh, you know, that's where they are. Now, does Oklahoma City trade up to get the two? Will they do that? They've been talking about really being very aggressive tonight. And that's why, you know, I asked Jim Root if they, if there what team was going to be the most aggressive, and I think that's the case. So, you know, I, I think Barnes is a hot commodity, and I definitely think Mobley is a guy. Like I mentioned, David Dave Thorpe from True Hoop, he loves him. He said he would pick him number one overall. That's the interesting thing is there's a lot of people that like Cade Cunningham that like other players in this draft. Josh, I know we're gonna we're, we have a lot of MLB that we have to get to, but before we do, I was curious if there are any of those just props in terms of where players are gonna go that stood out to you. 
Yeah, there's a couple that are moving here. So again, you don't have to just bet who will go first, second, third, fourth. Remember, we have over-unders for each, for pretty much every individual player here. So Michael, here are a couple that caught my eye. Jalen Johnson, remember him? Highly uh, highly touted yeah. prospect who, who left Duke early and caused kind of a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of controversy about that decision. He's really falling in a lot of these odds, which means his number's going up. So he was, I think, like 13 and a half, 12 and a half at one point. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are betting Johnson to go over, which means fall in the draft. Uh, uh, over 15 and a half, minus 140. Uh, Miles McBride, Michael, you and I did a lot of West Virginia games. Remember him? He's a sharpshooter, uh, great him. scorer here. Oh, good a lot player. of steam on McBride. Yeah, under 29 and a half. That's minus 135. Keep an eye on him. And then just a couple. Uh, Keon Johnson from Tennessee. Uh, some over money for him. He's over 12 and a half, minus 150. Sharif Cooper from Auburn, over 22 and a half, minus 150. Trey Mann, point guard of Florida, over 24 and a half, minus 175. And if you're looking for a sleeper, guys, there's a player, Dayron De- Sharp uh, from UNC. He's a center. He's 6'11". You don't hear much about this kid. Sharp seemed to like Sharp to go uh, in that first round. Under 29 and a half is minus 135. I think his number was 32 just a day ago. So some money coming in on Dayron Sharp here from UNC. Well, he lost weight. I think that's the big thing for Sharp. And a number of teams are looking at him. And I think if he's there in that 25-26, I think Brooklyn would sell their pick. I think somebody could move in there and take him. Josh, real quick before we get to baseball, uh, where do you have Ben Simmons? Uh, What's his prop for when he's going to get traded? Yeah, so the first thing I was so excited to ask you this is forget everything else. NFL draft. I want your Ben Simmons take, Michael. Uh, We have some updated odds on if he gets traded, who will he go to? So, Michael, the favorite right now across the board is the Portland Trailblazers. They're plus 150 uh, for Simmons to be traded to. Then you have a couple other teams right around them. So the Wizards and Raptors plus 200, the Heat plus 250, the Spurs plus 300, and then the Warriors and the Knicks plus 400. But Michael, are you hearing anything you know around Philly? You know, does it make sense with Portland? Is that a Damian Lillard, McCollum type situation? Uh, what do you think about Portland being the favorite there to land Simmons? Well, I think Minnesota, Portland, and the and and the uh, I want to say Minnesota, Portland are those two teams. They worked for Daryl Morey. Those general managers worked for Daryl Morey. So I think he has a complete relationship with those guys. And and I think that'll pay dividends when it comes time to talk about where they're going to go. You know, I also think, you know, I also think that uh, the Knicks, because of their cap room, not because of the relationship, they just have so much cap room. If they strike out on Chris Paul, what do they do? Do they try to make a run here? I think that certainly could be in play. But I, I'm with you on Portland. I think Portland makes the most sense. You know, to me, the one thing I give Maury some credit for, he doesn't care. He'll trade him to the division. Like, if, if I was the general manager, I would want to trade him. I would try to make a deal with Sacramento because I, I just put him there and not have to deal with it, you know, and get something back. So, uh, I, I think that's what I would do, but they'll trade them. You know, they talk about Miami being involved in this thing strongly. We shall see. That's one of those things where certainly everybody's eyes and ears will be open to see what happens with the Ben Simmons situation. Again, the NBA draft tonight, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 Eastern on ABC and ESPN. And if today's baseball slate, Josh, is anything like yesterday and the craziness with the Tigers and Twins and we are in for a treat, what do you have for us in the MLB tonight? 
Yeah, crazy. The Tigers, Stormy, and Michael hit a, a game-winning field goal there at the end to win 17-14. Just crazy. If, if you had no that home over, runs, incredible. No home runs by the Twins. No home runs by the tw- no home runs by the Twins, and they got what? What was it? One team didn't have a home run, yeah, right? Detroit they got 17 gave, runs. Detroit gave up seven homers, didn't have a home run of their own, and won the game. And still won. Yeah, Unbelievable. <laughs> But I would and, say, guys, and, one and, and, and could there a better could there be a better place for Joey Gallo to go than the Knicks? I mean, how many oh. than the Yankees? How many Gallo with a G? How many of the, how many of those uh, my cousin Vinny things that we've seen since Gallo's going to New York? I mean, it's perfect, right? They should get Joe Pesci to come up there and join them. <laughs> I know. Has anyone checked in on Will Hill? He's got to be happy about that, right, Michael? Oh, he's delighted. He's already, t- he already, t- he already texted me. The prospects are no big deal. They stole this guy, got a reliever out of it. Oh, yeah, he's he's back. He's full force in the Yankees. You get that, right? He's back. He'll probably bet him tonight, Josh. I believe it. Uh, I would say a couple things, guys. I know we're up against it, but um, trade deadline right now, pay attention to lineups. There's a lot of guys who could be in out of the lineup that could really affect line movement. One example today, Michael, Cincinnati Reds, they're at the Chicago Cubs. Cubs are uh, resting or taking out of the lineup both Rizzo and Chris Bryant. So two big bats that uh, they're holding back because they're probably going to be traded. Pay attention to how guys being held back could affect these lines. The Reds here, uh, I'd be looking at a Reds play. You know, they open around minus 114. They've been steamed up around minus 126, minus 130. We love They've steam. owned the Cubs this year. I love it, Stormy. <laughs> They're 8-4 and four, uh, against the Cubs this year. They've won the first two of this series. So I'd be looking at Cincinnati. Uh, and then also the Red Sox tonight, guys. And Josh, Michael, on that game a, right there. Yeah. Josh, on that game right there, real quick, the reason the unders yep. at seven is there's a 15 mile an hour wind blowing from the first baseline into at, at Wrigley Field, so that's why that line is is so low right there. It's open at seven and a half and went down to seven. Great point, Michael. Always pay attention to the wind at Wrigley. It can have the biggest effect on totals, seven and a half down to seven. Uh, the other one I would just mention, the Red Sox, they're at home against Toronto. Uh, Red Sox have seen a good move here. They open around uh, minus 110-ish. Public's right down the middle. They don't know who to back. It's a good matchup, Ryu and Erod. Uh, but we've seen the line go to the Red Sox up to around minus 120. Uh, if you look at the splits here against lefties, because there's both both lefties today, Red Sox 22 and 15 against lefties. Toronto only 11 and 16. So I'll be looking at the Sox here. Uh, Michael, anything, uh, Mr. Baseball, you got on your card today? Yeah, Michael, what you got? Yeah, I like it. I, I'm going to go Brewers and the Pirates. I'll take the run line. I'll take the Brewers. Uh, you know, I think Milwaukee's got a chance to get to the World Series. I get, you know, their first baseman, Tellez, is hitting almost 394. I, I, I like it. They got, you know, they've got everything going for them right now. I like Milwaukee. I'm a Brew Crew fan. Hey, now, 11 games on the slate tonight, and there's a couple games going on right now. Um, a couple day sweats as well, Josh. I know how much you love those. Oh, yeah, there's nothing better, Stormy. And uh, NBA draft, well, let's see some fireworks tonight. I'm excited, guys. Yeah, uh, we already heard from Michael. He'll be muting it. He's, he just doesn't like the whole hat <laughs> yep, thing. Yep, no doubt. <laughs> no. Awesome stuff today, fellas. Appreciate you as always. And um, we'll see you again tomorrow on the Lombardi line. That's going to put a bow on everything here today. But, again, the NBA draft tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern. This is the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.